What up, what up, what up? What's up, what's up, y'all? Good evening. Are we live? We are live. We are live. <laughs> Say me, that again, podcast. Clear my throat. <laughs> <laughs> who do we ha- who do I have across what's from me? What's in his drink? Who do I have across me? A little bit of a little bit of Bacardi. Uh, mine has a lot of bit of Bacardi. You could have just said a rum, bro. You're, you're... Oh, well, you know. Are we getting sponsors? <laughs> right. We get name paid? brand. I'm name brand. Right, right. Pay us, Bacardi. <laughs> right. We start. Take us to what the top. Is? Yep, yep. Oh, shout out to Seagram's Gin because <laughs> right. I drink it and they pay me for it. <laughs> <laughs> is that Petey Pablo? <laughs> yeah. What's good? Um, I'm Trevor. I'm Ryan. I'm Junior. Okay. Ooh, we got Junior tonight. All right. All right. All right. Well, after this drink, oh, Doctor <laughs> Doctor Jekyll, it might be uh, might be. Uh, uh, Who Mr. knows? Oh, boy. <laughs> and a Saturday night. Ain't got shit to do. Yep, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so you ain't got no job. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get you high. All right, I see where we go. I see what kind of situation we're Trevor put this the drink the in night, my right? cup. Yeah, he put the, he put the this beverage. This is my fault. He put yep. the battery in your back. This is my nah, fault. Been a, yeah, I guess he did. Yeah, he, yep. yeah encourage. <laughs> it's my brother. I love him. I was uh, in his wedding. What's on you guys' mind, man? How you guys feeling? How are you guys feeling? Besides, excited about the realm. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I'm. Uh, it's. It was a. It was an all right week. It was. There was a lot of interesting, interesting shit that went on this week. So. True. We got a little snow. And the. Did. And the. Pacific I worked in northwest snow. Northwest. Yeah. 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 Snow. We did have some yeah. snowfall for a little bit. That was mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. I think everybody was. Doesn't happy happen with all that. that cool. I think they was happy with that, but. Yeah. As we see. It don't last long, so <laughs> whatever. They tried to we, shut the roads we down. We're on a year-long yep. snow day anyway. Yeah, half no half of us. Yeah, no pretty shit. much. Right? Yeah. Look outside. Yep. Figure it out. Um, I saw Matt Stafford got traded from the Detroit Lions to uh, the L.A. Rams yeah. today for Jared Goff. Oh, is that And right? a few, few draft picks, I guess. How you feel uh, about that? Um, man, I mean... Neither one of them will be in the Super Bowl. So. <laughs> that's what I got yeah, to say. That's, a, uh, that's not a. That's not the quarterback that I thought would go to the Rams. I was kind of thinking either. Wait, either one of them playing next week? Nah, no. Fuck no. Oh. I was thinking. I was thinking either uh, either Deshaun Watson or maybe Aaron Rodgers would go to the Rams because um, both of them, you know, now. both of them are trying Watson to move. Wants to so get out of there. Oh, he Rogers, already won out. But mm, guess who Aaron else wants Rogers out with also. him too? Aaron Rodgers oh. also requested a trade from the Packers. Really? So, yeah. Why? I don't know. I mean, he want to pull a Brady. Hey man, you got to pull a Aaron Rodgers first. Yeah, no shit. He's only got one fucking. You can't pull a Brady if you only got one fucking Super Bowl. I mean, I get it. Brady's the I goat. Mean, no, Brady's no. Goat. He's not even not even remotely close to that level. Uh, but JJ Watt wants to. Oh, I saw that too. Yeah, with Watson. Yeah, he I might. think that's, that's a package. package. Yep. Look at. Th- <laughs> Who are you? Who are you? What? <laughs> Jinx, buy me some coke. Right? Uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. uh, um, what else in the sports news? Look like the Blazers won. Yeah. Right on. Dam- Shout out to Damian. Dan. Yeah, Damian Lillard had a uh, last second. Man, three. did y'all see Simon's dunk the other game? It was like maybe a game or two ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, he went Simon's. Anthony Simon's. Oh no, man! He went baseline and gave him a nice little left hand off the off the one foot. Some baseline funk. It was it was it, it was a little bit of funk. A little, it was bring the noise and the funk. Oh, good lord! Yeah, mm-hmm. shout out to him too. Man. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's enough of my sports talk. That's all. Yeah, I, I don't really know. <laughs> Brady is next week. That's all that matters. Yeah, I mean, I, you guys don't pay attention to baseball, so there's a couple. 
Actually, I tell you out. No, I don't think it did. I think you went away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, what were you saying? Trades? Something where you at? Oh, it's just your levels is uh, levels is low. But while you're low and fixing that, we'll keep talking. What I was going to say is, um, I saw that they made Ken Griffey Jr. Um, head of some type of diversity, and Trevor can correct me if I'm saying this wrong, but some type of thing where he's going to be reaching out to the youth, so oh, he's going to be involved with the youth type of thing, and I think it's a really good. Uh, idea um, check, for check, him to, check, to, check, to come check, in. Check. Right. There good? you go. Yeah, you, right, now right. you're back. Um, cool. See how healthy down? There it is, <laughs> yeah. right there. But uh, yeah, Ken, tell me about the Ken Griffey Ken, Jr. Like Ken a, Griffey a diversity Jr. outreach to, so, like, what is it? He is going to be um, a special advisor to the commissioner at, for um, youth outreach and uh, and increasing young viewership or something like that hmm. young young viewership or young who young better youth engagement something That's like interesting that. but, are they um, uh, is there a lack of engagement um in, absolutely in baseball? so so that's the one thing with, the one thing with baseball is it, the the viewership age group mm-hmm. is old it's, makes sense it, it's it's old i mean i mean it's a slower sport mm-hmm. right i mean it's not as it's not as fast as it's not as, it's not as nostalgia as isn't as is isn't and as the girls valuable. ain't going to it yeah, yeah, it's I'm a, just saying, it's a male, it's a male older sport. If you ain't playing, um, it really don't matter. Yeah, so uh, I think that's a, I think that's a great idea. I mean, he he was known, you know, he he was the kid, right? He was yeah. known as he was known perfect as, swing, uh, right? He was perfect swing. He was the kid though. He was he was Ken Griffey Jr. So he was um, he was the guy that all the kids wanted to be right i, I mean every single little league media that used ever to play the media used to they clown hated, him they no? hated him they yeah. hated him because he was he was what uh he was what uh i mean he re, he represented the future right? right he represented he represented having fun mm-hmm. in the sport he represented having you know not giving a damn about tradition and stuff like that he was wearing sleeveless jerseys and I stuff remember, like that i remember i remember his dad was nice too i remember a reporter <laughs> yeah. calling him a thug because he had his baseball hat on backwards yep. like, yeah yeah no big get your ass man fuck boy Man, I, I remember. Uh, <laughs> oh man, who bought a ticket to I hear can tell you? where we at. I got a good story. I got a good story about King Griffey Jr. Um, so when I was when I was young, uh, one of my friends, his uncle is Alan Embry. Um, I don't know who Alan Embry is. Alan Embry that? was just a he was just like a middle relief pitcher for the Atlanta Braves and a bunch of different teams. He ended up playing for a lot of teams. Okay, but uh, it, he was a he was an MLB player at the time. Played for the Braves at the time. Um, Braves were at Seattle, so. We got a bunch of a bunch of kids my age, you know, my friend and everything, uh, went up to the game, got to go on the field, got to get, you know, Ken Griffey Jr., A-Rod, uh, Edgar Martinez, like all the old Mariners when they were good but couldn't make the playoffs kind of mm-hmm. kind of guys, <clears throat> which is basically every year for them. But, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but uh, no, it was a great time, but... Um, it, Ken Griffey Jr.'s warm-up was always to just, like, clown around in the outfield and just, like, run around and catch balls. And and he would, like, uh, he would, like, line up for a pop fly and he would, he would you know, catch catch a ball between his legs mm-hmm. or he would take his hat off and catch it in his hat or he would turn around and catch it, you know, catch it in his glove behind his back and stuff like that. And we were just, you know, me and my buddies just standing out on the field and just kind of watching that. It was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was, you know, one of my, one of my better memories when I was young. Right like on. That. How old were you at the time you think? Man, I was maybe 10, <laughs> 10, 12, <laughs> 13, something like that. Interesting. Um, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was awesome. Uh, um, we got to meet, meet, 
you know, a bunch of bunch of Atlanta Braves players and a bunch of uh, Mariners players. It was cool. Did you yeah. meet? Uh, did you meet the big unit? Uh, Randy Johnson. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember. That's the only thing. I don't remember if I ever met Randy Johnson. Oh, I mean, I think he was on the team at the time, but I, I don't remember. I, I remember like Randy Johnson. if you had to ask me to take one pitcher. <laughs> I one remember. pitcher. If I if I had to name one pitcher from baseball to take, yeah. I'm taking Randy Johnson. Yeah, uh, I like Fernando Valenzuela. Ooh. He was cold blooded. Yeah, he was. He was. Um, I was. Uh, I, I from that day, I remember Ken Griffey Jr. and I remember Jay Buhner. Mm-hmm. I really think I only remember Jay Buhner for his for his long goatee that he had when he played, and you know, bald head and goatee. Um, but Griffey, you can't you know not remember in a situation like that it was just it was just an incredible to see him you know do all the shit that he was, doing. He was an athlete yeah phenomenal yeah. right on um what else is in the cypher uh if we on the topic of some fuckboy shit going on oh lord <laughs> seattle the, the dude from the seattle fuckboy shit too chad yeah, wheeler chad wheeler my man yep not uh, my man. Well, Whose man's is this? Because he's right. a fuck Who's, boy. Yeah, yeah. What was what was the segment we were going to come up with? Uh, you, you need, need your, your ass, ass beat. beat. <laughs> you need your ass beat by anybody willing and available. Yeah, if there was and if able. there was anybody to represent that movement, it'd be Chad Wheeler. Um, it's Thank unfortunate you. what what went down. Uh, I feel bad. Hopefully that hopefully that lady. We pray gets, speedy uh, recovery, yeah, blessings, speedy recovery. health, peace of mind um, to the woman. I and, don't know her name. And the opposite even think of that, that for Chad. Yeah. <laughs> um, after you reap what you sow. Um, and that's my take on that. I mean, I don't yeah, I mean, that's terrible. We don't condone that. So I just hope yeah. he, I just hope he, I hope justice is served. Um, the only reason you get acknowledged is because of her. You know what I hope? If I was to hope anything, and this is going to set the tone for, for everything, his plea. I don't want to hear any no contest to plead guilty, and that would own be. that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he probably won't. I mean, you know, he's got attorneys and shit like that. He's an NFL player, so he's got got a little bit of money at least. That tell, he can tell, use. It, make sure that people understand because that's another aspect of it. Is the media is certainly not crucifying him the way that they crucify. It's not that much in the media. It's yeah. not being put out there. So I, I feel like fill people in on what we're talking about so for those who might not. Uh, know. Chad Willer is an offensive tackle for the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, he's twenty six years six, old. Yeah, twenty six years old. Uh, I'm assuming. I think he was huge. Six seven, six six, six seven, five, three ten. Like yeah, Bro, you play in a league. You're in the one percent of the yeah, NFL. Yeah, yeah. So right. you do something really, really well. Mm-hmm. Aggression. And you're big. <laughs> and, and you're yeah. big. Outside of being I mean, big, you play an aggressive sport. You you're you're you know, I can see it's just a lot of fuck shit. But at the end of the day, uh whatever happened, it got physical. Um a lot of uh, domestic violence. It sounded like she kind of locked herself. Uh, was it in the bathroom? She locked herself in the bathroom. I, th- I think something um, like that. He he, he did enough. Yeah, to, but that was after she had woken up from uh, yeah. from after being beaten up by him. Did he, uh, no, she choked, got, he choked her. She got he choked her. Well, out. yeah, she got beat up by him and then he choked her out. Um, I'm assuming he thought she was dead because she he uh, a. A quote that she claims he said was, "Oh, you're still alive." I just don't like, believe she surprise. would make that up. 
I don't think so either. I I, I would believe they it, but actual, I say they have an actual term so. for that type of a com, uh, of that type of statement or confession. I don't know really? what it is, but they take they they have a different category for a, like post traumatic confession that like psychologically makes it more likely relevant, true than not more relevant. Yeah. Yeah. Who for her for, for her? her. Yeah, okay. what she yeah, had yeah, to say. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, you would think that that shit would stick. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so. That's unfortunate. I mean, I, f- I feel bad for her. I-, I hope that she recovers. I hope that she gets uh, the treatment that she's going to need. I mean, I'm sure psychologically that's going to be tough on her mm-hmm. uh, over the years, and 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 that sucks. Um, that's unfair. Yeah. Uh, I hope that I hope that he gets justice, but I also hope that he gets help too, because that I mean, a, a situation like that means that there's something wrong somewhere. Circuits. If you're sober and doing that shit, there's some some wiring is off. And my and biggest thing he's is he's gonna need that shit uh, corrected. If you're not mentally off, meaning then something's autism. Up. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. something. Okay, we okay. You can't be alone. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah. I might have some sympathy and empathy for you when it comes to physical violence in general. Mm-hmm. If you ever have to get to that point, something is is wrong unless you are fighting to protect your life. Yeah. No, now, I'm not saying I don't want to see him get the shit kicked out of him because I, I would be fine with that. I would be okay with a little bit of street justice. In Let me ask this. But, I mean, how many more does it take for the message to really start getting in people's head to? Man, I mean, I mean, it'll deter some people, but. There are there are some people that it doesn't matter what I guess I'm trying to take it there. back to the Wild Wild West. In some ways, we don't have to go straight Wild Wild West with it, but it need to it need to move a little bit towards uh, that way. I get what you you're know, saying in a sense. So I get. What I you're won't saying. get to. That's another deep dive for another mm-hmm. another day. Yeah, but Texas justice. Yeah, I get fuck it. him. Yeah, that's my take. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe that'll be one of the <laughs> one of the hashtags for this episode. Uh, fuck we'll say, uh, on say that again. We'll say less. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yep. Yep. That's all I got. Um, transitioning to something else that's relatively interesting to me is uh, how do you guys feel about the Black Lives Matter movement being nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize? Tell me a little bit. A little, something There's about nothing I, more to say. I mean, you know what the Black Lives Matter movement is, and you know uh-huh. what a Nobel Peace Prize is. So, I do. Um, now, who's accepting that? It's, it's a nomination. It hasn't, you know what I mean? It's a nomination. Yeah, it hasn't, it's not quite the... Because uh, we, yeah. we also discussed that there was two different... What are you talking about? The difference between Black Lives Matter and BLM? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. I'm just gonna sit by yeah. uh, a drink. <laughs> yeah, my what, what representative from what group is gonna be uh, accepting that award? Um, yeah, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you see, Dirty Mike and the boys going up on stage. Yeah. Somebody better <laughs> commercial, commercial. <laughs> hmm. Oh man, sorry, I didn't mean to do um, that, but I did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, if it moves the needle from a uh, social justice standpoint, from an you know equality standpoint, Absolutely. I think I think all for it. I'm perfectly yeah. fine. I, I don't I don't think that uh, I don't think that you know there's a whole lot of controversy behind what? it, other than well, there's a lot of controversy on a, depending upon who the president is. If if the president is calling the Black Lives Matter movement a terrorist organization, and we're yeah, there has been some controversy. Sure, but that's that you know that's that's where we get into that conversation of what Black Lives Matter is compared to what BLM is, right? Where it's where it's BLM. Well, okay, 
when I think about it, I think about BLM being overtaken by this militant, um, militant group that that was seizing an opportunity to be at the forefront of of society and be at the forefront of the attention, right? And all of a sudden, they're they're you know it's that Antifa that kind of snuck into the Black Lives Matter movement, uh-huh. right? And so I think of that as BLM, and I think of the Black Lives Matter movement as a legitimate movement and a, a legitimate movement from the standpoint of trying to bring some equality back into policing, bring some equality back into society, bring some equality back into politics, you know, all of that stuff, right? Because Black Lives Matter movement has had a lot of positive changes over the last few years mm-hmm. uh, since, since it started. I mean, you can see in some areas of the country where um, individuals coming from that Black Lives Matter movement have then been elected to certain positions. And that I think that is a good... Cory Bush? Yeah, okay, Cory Bush. I, I mean, there's a bunch of them, right? I, I couldn't name them all mm-hmm. um, off the top of my head. But there have been those situations, and I think that that is absolutely necessary. And, and I think that that is absolutely positive and a, a positive step forward. And I think that, you know, from a from a Nobel Peace Prize standpoint, that is absolutely great. You know, the BLM hashtag or whatever you want to call it, right? That was overtaken by some other people that had an let's ulterior just put it, let, Let's put it like, let's just put it plainly. You know what I'm saying? You're talking about the gentrification of the movement, right? Exactly. So we're not, I, I get what you're saying in terms yeah. of the gentrification of the movement. But what I would ask is this. Who gets to make the distinction between when do I become... When I when do I go from Black Lives Matter to BLM? Because if you fuck with my family and I go burn your house down, am I now BLM, or do I still get to be Black Lives Matter? Right? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a justification that's, standpoint, yeah. right? That's kind of where I'm at. That's, um, that's kind of where I'm yeah, at. With it. Uh, you know, that's do I am I now a terrorist for retaliating? No, I'm, I stand your ground. Yeah. Hey. That wasn't the mic. Don't drop, be throwing bro. shit at me. <laughs> <laughs> He's drop the mic. Exits building. That's no. not the mic drop. No. I know. I know. I didn't have the exactly aligned idea of this conversation, but no. you don't have to throw shit at me. Uh, come on, man. <laughs> I, I just hope that. Shit. Okay, even with the Nobel Nobel uh, Peace Prize, I feel like. From the black cultural standpoint is it going to move the needle where other doors open up now that this is a mention I think so I think also because look I think so for the simple fact that it puts in perspective that what the Black Lives Matter movement looks like internationally versus what the rhetoric about what the Black Lives movement here is domestically right the Nobel Peace Prize is is coming from Sweden so the world has a whole totally different view of what the Black Lives Matter is than what some people want to indicate or how they want to, you know, characterize the Black Lives Matter movement in America. Also, it legitimizes the movement and really actually moves the needle back into the fact that it is about people. It's yes. not about the act. You know, what I mean, these little actions and little, it's, right. you know what I mean. So yeah, it's not yeah. about the factions. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not about the you know it's okay. it's yeah. it's about the uh, the actual pope of the matter. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's a positive thing. I um I mean obviously I, I, I don't I don't know what kind of, you know, effect it's going to have. Um 
I mean, there's been a lot of weird organizations that, and different situations that have gotten the Nobel Peace Prize, and it, it has been kind of weird. That's and what I just don't want it to be a false sense of. <laughs> no, I hear you. I mean, is it going to change? Is it really going to change the price of tea in China? Fake, Maybe yeah. not, but yeah. I mean, we yeah. weigh in air. You okay. know what I mean? Like that's yeah. that's what I was looking at. So if so, I guess this is the perfect time to talk about the twenty dollar bill conversation, right? Get into it. Yep. Okay, absolutely. So you had sent me the information about you know. Um, Harriet Tubman. About Harriet Tubman, yep. obviously, uh, Joe Biden has now made an initiative to put Harriet Tubman back on that, re, uh, revitalize, revitalize the conversation about having Harriet Tubman replace Andrew Jackson on the $20 bill, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, you sent me the video about a descending voice, dissenting voice uh, about that being kind of like an empty gesture, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, since you sent it, go ahead and tell me your point of view or how what your feelings on on that is. I I know I, I have some thoughts on it. You know what I mean? But um, two things. I think it's. I feel I feel two different type of ways about it. One, I feel like it's great. I feel like it's great that the acknowledgement is there. I feel like um, it's been a long time coming. Uh, I feel um, it should already been had happened. So many other already should been one of those things the, that we that's should. That's the bitter and, and pill part, and that's what I'm not trying to get to. I'm trying to give all of the positives before the but, and it's it, and then it comes a time where it's like reality is, ain't nobody fucking with the American dollar if they can get away from it. Far as that's future, futuristically speaking, if they go into cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, uh, if. Russia and whoever else want to go make their own shit and they say we're not recognizing the American dollar. Well, Harriet Tubson, uh, Harriet on the 20 don't, don't mean, mean shit at shit. that point. Yeah. And so I'm looking at it from the standpoint of futuristically, yeah, you can give us this now, but don't give us hammy downs when that shit ain't gonna mean when it's in there have the same you feel value. like it's losing yeah. its relevance. Yeah. Just the value. I just feel like it's losing its its value. If that's you know, Harry Tubman Harry Tubman should get a fucking state. You the feel you know what I mean? overall has been give her a whole well, goddamn because, state. You know what I mean? Mm. One of them stars on the flag. Let's start putting some names you know what I mean? Like of people who were really pillars and building and changing and dictating America for the better. Yeah, I agree with you, and I I think I, I agree with you, and I kind of have. Hopefully, a, I'm not off. No, you you're not. I mean? I mean, it's it, you can't be off. It's how you feel. Yeah. So, um, I and I tend to agree with you, but with a little bit of a, a different kind of vibe. You know, okay. um, my feeling on it is yes, I understand that, and I kind of thought you were going to go this route, more so that you know that we want more tangible. Things that we could, you know, that are to advance the needle in terms of uh, dismantling systemic racism and the ills of systemic racism. Excuse Mm -hmm. me. I thought that was kind of really the the direction you're taking. Yes, you know, we are going away from physical currency and so on and so forth. And some people might look at that as too little, too late. Me personally, like you said, dealing with the positive aspects of it, um, there's no one uh, because racism so deeply permeates every aspect of society, there is no one single answer to breaking down racism. So you have to take each measure, that's a psychological measure, and the psychological damage done by racism is unquantifiable. You can't quantify it. So yes, I also feel like some of the same people who would 
poo-poo or naysay or say that it's not enough to uh, that they're putting tw- Harriet Tubman on the $20 bill are the same people who, would, who complained mm-hmm. when Trump denied the action at first in terms of why would, you know, so I, f- I kind of feel like the same people who would, who are, who want to bark now are uh-huh. the same people who barked when, it, when she wasn't on the $20 bill. Right. So yeah. there's that, you know what I mean? And then when does, when does the dissenting voice become the enemy of progress kind of, you yeah. know, at, at that point. Also, just on a surface level, I think it's dope just from the simple fact that what do we got? The Susan B. Anthony dollar. Mm-hmm. And then what we had a, a Sacagawea coin. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The dollar. Well, that was a dollar coin, too. Right? Is that a, that, okay, Sacagawea yeah. dollar and a Susan B. Anthony dollar. Right. Yeah. So she's not she's not the first. I like the fact that the first on a bill on a bill is yeah. a is a woman a, yeah. a black woman at that you know what I mean they could have put Frederick Douglass, Douglass E.B. Du Bois anybody yeah. and that would have been cool but I like the fact that they put a strong woman on yeah. it a hero a black hero yeah. so I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm and it fit the time with the whole Harriet Tubman movie and all of that coming out and whatnot. like I said is there a movie I'm, coming out no it was out it's already came out it's oh. called Harriet Tubman Oh yeah, you should watch it. It's pretty good. Can't be mad. Can't be mad. You can't yeah. say you can't be mad about all the lies and all the perversion of history that has gone on, and then when there are actions to take that to step that, can, that yeah to dis, you know me yeah. kind of dismantle. And I that. didn't want to make it seem like I was completely against it being on the bill on the record. What I'm saying is I, I'm all for that, but I also want something to come futuristically. Absolutely. If, if realistically, if we know the value of the whether it happens or not. If that's a question, I'm going to think about it if I'm getting ready to make a decision on investing or doing whatever into it. Oh, I'm going to still stack my Tubman's. Believe that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm, Absolutely. I'm stacking Tubman's. Absolutely. Yeah, but you were trying to stack Jackson's too, right? Uh, man, same, same, <laughs> same, same. Yeah, I'm stacking yeah, we Jackson's. Need all, yeah, right? Right? So I'm going to stack I mean, all them yeah. slaves, ben, slave owners. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to stack them slave owners yeah. too. Yeah. Right. I think all, man. You texted us. You texted us when when Junior brought this topic up in the text chat. Um, you said you said I'm still going to be counting those you know those digits when. Oh, absolutely, and that's not the mattress believe money it. is mattress money. Believe you know it, what I mean? Man, like that. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, don't I'm, let I'm, what I'm saying fool y'all. Anybody? This is just yeah. more so conversation, and it's just different. Do do yeah. I want to be appeased though by these things? No, by no means. Yeah. Am I am I going to be satisfied by these? I do put this in a different category than changing. Taking Aunt Jemima off the syrup bottle, you yep. know. What I mean, I do. I, it's levels to this, <laughs> but yes, I still want. Yeah. When you say that, some. I think about the SNL skit. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, for real. <laughs> Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben. Yeah. Uncle Ben, Aunt Jemima, and yeah. No shade. No shade to Uncle Ben and Aunt Jemima. No, of course. But um, yeah, it, I mean, I don't have a ton to say about it because I'm not a black man. But uh, I mean, you got an uh, opinion. But but I think you, the visual representation is great. Mm-hmm. But you know, as long as as uh, progress from an equality standpoint is still taking yeah. place. Mm-hmm. You so know what I mean? Because I just don't want to... That's more to, succinct. Yeah, thank you. Say that one more time. I'll be quiet. Say that again? Yeah, say it again. <laughs> <laughs> say what you say. Uh, say what No, no, again. I said... I just said the... Man, my mic keeps cutting out. Um, I just said the visual representation is great as long as, you know, uh, the action towards equality is still taking place. Well done. There it is. So. Let's move on from that. Yeah, let's Sounds like we're going into um, a break. Yeah, yeah, should we take right. a break real quick and uh, and we'll come back and, and voila. Just see you in a minute. Healing.
What's up, everybody? This is Trevor from the Say That Again podcast, and I wanted to mention ways that you can support us. Subscribing and sharing links on your social media is a great free way to support us. Because we are a small podcast and have very limited reach on social media, every additional mention and share of our links is a great contribution to us. You can find links to our podcast on Facebook and Instagram at Say That Again Podcast. And another way to support the podcast is by signing up to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash bmgpodcast. Our Patreon page is currently the only way we can receive direct financial support from our listeners, and we have it set to the lowest monthly donation amount of $3, and the money goes directly to funding us. Patreon memberships will afford us the ability to increase our reach, track our performance, and increase the podcast quality overall. Right now, our Patreon page only has listener support features. However, in the future, we will add merchandise like hats and t-shirts and even do giveaways. Eventually, we'll start video streaming episodes to the Patreon, and you'll see updates about the podcast and have any notification of live events we may have in the Portland area. Please like our Facebook page, give us a follow on Instagram, and subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast app. Also, join our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash bmgpodcast. And as always, enjoy the episode. might not know that youngsters that's roberta flack bridge over treble waters playing in the background originally by simon and garfunkel yep you might ask why we would play such a song to start the segment on then the reality is because we're going to talk a little bit about healing um that's what we're going to get into here for a moment and i think that the catalyst for that as a topic was just because with the transition um of from president to president, that the mandate has been healing the divide, healing the nation. That's what Joe Biden's you know platform has been, and that's what he's been kind of obviously dealing with the COVID nineteen vaccine and all the other. But that's been his for at the forefront of his uh, the foremost mandate is to kind of heal the divide and attention. Like the Benny Hinn healing, like you need a healing. <laughs> no, come on, bro. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, all of the above Waving at this point. Yeah. We don't want to lay some people out over the floor. Man, whatever, whatever. <laughs> the suit <laughs> Oh, that's not that healing. Okay, not that Malcolm Brown car. Okay. We were trying to be serious. We're no, 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 no. It's all good. Serious. No, it's all good. No. It's all in together with us. Yeah. Yep. But anyway, that, that's kind of really what uh, spurned the conversation in my mind. And then, of course, I, you know, there's a whole rabbit hole behind all of that. So we'll get into some different things, including the Benny Hinn laying hands, punch you in the stomach. Holy hands, man. <laughs> yeah, For some reason, they feel like it knocks the devil right out of you. All them demons blowing, right blowing your hot breath in my face. Then you got to tithe just a little bit. <laughs> oh, no, never mind. That's a separate topic. Anyway, um, I guess one question, I guess the question that I would ask is, you know, um, what do you guys think it's going to take for us to start to, um, other than, I mean, the president is a figurehead, so to speak. So what do you think it's really going to take on the ground level for us in society, in this society, to start some of that healing? Because it still seems pretty, there's a lot of divisive energy. Everything um, starts internally. 
Yeah, well, individually, in, internally. Man in the mirror, you on the Michael Jackson man in the mirror. <laughs> well, they say if you worry about yourself mm-hmm. first and only, mm-hmm. then you won't have to worry about anybody else. Mm-hmm. A lot of the people who are struggling are probably focused on other people or what focused on other things. Yep. Which causes them to not be where they should be. Totally yeah, maybe agree. maybe healing could take place just because the entire country is not focused on Biden, right? I mean, they're not focused on what the president's saying and on Twitter and shit like that, right? Maybe they're focused on other issues that that affect their lives besides, you know, somebody just spouting off all the time on Twitter. Um, what did you go? What do you think about the tone and that he said? I think that the poem and the inauguration and his first two speeches were, for me, were the appropriate tone. You know what I mean? Tone is tone. Action is action. Yeah. But the tone, you know what I mean? Him, um, in one of his first couple of days, he made a speech that was really more or less like, we're going to be transparent. You know, whether you buy into that or not, I don't know. But he said, we're going to be transparent. We're going to let science speak for itself. We're not going to politicize the science about anything. If we mess up, we'll own our mess up, our mistakes, and we'll let you know what it is. But we're going to let you know what we're dealing with. I thought that was a, I thought that was definitely the uh, the tone that I, the best tone that you could want to hear. Yeah, you know, the I mean? rhetoric is good. Mm-hmm. Right? It, yeah, good. when you the can put it out there on the great. table and it don't really sound like you selling mm-hmm. something to somebody. Yeah, I think it. I think it leaves a a, a different taste. You know where, like you said, people will now buy in mm-hmm. to what you're what you're what you're talking. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, to yeah. sensibility. It's not a selling point. Yeah. This is this is something we actually know we all need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the end of the day, that and that comes back to that internal man on the mirror. If you knew better, you would. But everybody yeah. doesn't. Unfortunately, you only it's like only the people who uh, we got segments for uh, that. Yeah. Only law-abiding, uh, only law-abiding citizens. Yeah, criminals don't, uh, criminals don't follow rules, the rules. Right? Bad right. people yeah. don't follow the rules. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. Rules are made to be um, broken, but you can't make broken rules. Yeah, and criminals love gun laws, right? So, <laughs> I mean, criminals love guns, not laws. So, I mean, <laughs> they love gun laws too. <laughs> they love gun laws too. Shit. <laughs> if a criminal knows that the household's not going to be holding a gun, yeah, then he's going to be yeah. that much more aggressive. Yeah. Legal gun ownership is the best gun control. Ooh. Yes, yes, a gun in every household. Absolutely. I if I was running, could. if I was running for office, that's my that's my mantra. You think you would you gun would slow some household. things down? Hey. You would slow some things down. You hey, know, every man, house got that, a gun in it. Hey, man. Uh, most people that uh, that I've been around throughout my life that are, I, I mean, most of the people that I've been around in my life are, um, you know, they're tough. They're individuals that can handle themselves and stuff like that. And they're some of the most respectful people I've ever met. I mean, Travis, you know, our, our buddy Travis is, is a, a killer from a, from a skill point, you know, but he is extremely respectful. And he's very, very <laughs> sorry. Okay, I didn't mean okay. to laugh. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I know exactly. Way to break my guy the funny part is, is, like, I know exactly what moment your mind went to. What he said. <laughs> sorry, Travis. Okay. I love you, bro. Okay, I really can. do. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to laugh because everybody has, in the black shirts crew knows. Yeah. Jeez. He has had his moments, but from a from a from an outside looking in standpoint, yeah. he is a respectful dude. Uh, but stand up guy. What you yeah. saying? Tough guys don't act tough. 
but he is a killer. And they don't I have mean, to act. You, know, mm-hmm. you don't. You don't have to act, right? You don't have to be out there and, and be boisterous and everything. No role to be played. Yeah, when you when you're secure in, in the fact that you can you know defend yourself and your family. So mm-hmm. um, you know how dangerous you are. Yeah. I kind of got off topic. No, I mean it's this is a free flowing conversation. There's yeah. no there's no guidelines. There's no. He can heal you as well. I've seen him do it. <laughs> I mean, whoopings are healing tools. Hey, man, I'm telling yeah. you, man, I watched him, man. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, he had yeah. my back, literally. Uh, uh, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Hey, man. Yep. Yep. Um, so yeah, I don't know, man. There's, I mean, there's a lot of different healing, a lot of different areas. There's obviously some uh, great deal of polarization in terms of the ideologies, but then we need some financial healing, the econ- the the economy, mm-hmm. um, the lives that were lost. There's a lot of grief around the lives that are lost. There's a lot of speaking of gun ownership. There is a lot of mental health issues that need some healing, you know. Yeah, and yeah, so you know, uh, who knows? Is is the magic bullet going back to work? Does that stop a lot of these mental health issues or, you know, I don't know how I, that's kind of probably over my pay grade. Uh, I don't think it, it can't probably hurt, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, we've seen, we've seen suicide rates go up over the last year. We've seen, mm-hmm. you know, a lot gun of violence uh, has gone up exponentially here in the North in Portland. Yeah. Gun say. violence has gone up, but is that more a quarantine issue? Is that more a mental it health all issue or is ties it yeah. in? Yeah. It's right. One I mean, bowl full of shit. Yeah. Is it also, you know, Portland, Portland from a police standpoint has made some decisions that, uh, that reduce the amount of officers that are doing 830 know, and shootings like last year. Yeah, and so does that kind of stuff play into it as well? So, um, you know, not saying that uh, that not saying that uh, the protests and everything that went on that were anti police or you know whatever anti policing, mm-hmm. right? Uh, not saying that they were not justified from a standpoint of there needs to be change, but from a standpoint of just take the money away and move it to another sector, mm-hmm. I, I think is is not the correct answer. And I think we're seeing some ramifications from that. Yeah. Well, they're um, trying to, you know, I mean, there's been a lot of talking again uh, about that uh, dismantling of the, what is it, gun violence prevention? Exactly. That's what I was trying to yeah bring up just yeah. a second ago. But yeah, that, you know, whatever it was, the gun violence task force or yeah, something like that. Yeah. 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 And, and is it commiserate with the increase of gun violence? You know, you would think so. Right. Well, like you said, it's all in together. There's I mean, the mental health. Uh, we know that financial disparity creates desperation and yeah. violence and, and crime goes up with that, that yeah. as well. And yeah. those are the first things that people resort to. Um, when they got nothing else. The idle. What about idle hands being the devil's yeah, that's playground? That's the other thing, right? Yeah. right? I mean, people don't have second, shit to do. Might as well that go might be somebody. that might be first. People okay, got a little too time, too much time a, on their hands. One A, one B. Right. Could be. I mean, I, I, obviously, we can see it affect. Did uh, Did you say divorce or uh, did we say divorce rates or anything like that? Uh, Have I we seen any impacts? Uh, that, I don't know yeah, about that. Oh, yeah, I, I've seen a lot of relationships has, being broken up just through social media. Well, domestic so violence has been an issue. <laughs> right. I'm just doing yeah. my algorithm. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> just paying attention. Just paying attention, man. That's the algorithm right there. It's just called paying attention. Uh, I mean, it, w- domestic violence has gone up. I mean, there's been a lot. Uh, there's Fuck been Chad an increase. It. it is. It is. It is almost like the perfect storm, though, because with now you're a lot of people are at home. They're drinking a lot more. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. There's all kinds of stuff. Right. That goes into. As I drink this. Right. That goes yeah, into sure. you know divorce and different issues a lot. Yeah. It, it brings a lot of different things to the forefront. Uh, definitely. I mean, yeah. Uh, it it forces people to uh, to. Um, 
face their differences when it comes to relationships head on too, right? Especially if you're spending more time, right? Because sometimes you can be distracted by going out with the boys or going, you know, going out and doing things or going or out whatever, or, or even, you know, yeah, working, not, not working from home, but working in the office or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, that gives you that little bit of separation, that, that little bit of a vacation from maybe some of the tense aspects of a relationship or something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, now that you now, got a hundred percent exposure with exactly. you and your mate. Yeah. But then the flip side of that coin is the isolation. I mean, we are pack animals and a lot of people are not doing well with isolation. Yeah. You know, they that's, don't know how to yep. sort of like be said, still mm-hmm. as, our, as our elders would say, sit no, down somewhere and be still. I will admit, uh, you know, I, I have not enjoyed the isolation. So, no. uh, I mean, that's, you know, partly why I wanted to start getting together with you guys. And then all of a sudden we decided, you know, we might start doing podcasts and stuff like that. But, um, Were you already isolated? No, I I, I just uh, I'm an extroverted introvert. I'm, I'm, I was going to say there's a certain fickle. there's a certain part of me where I feel like I was already isolated. Well, I, I said mean, the hell with degree. some shit and then oh, I yeah. just I mean that's <laughs> I mean as the young folks say, stay out the way. Seen, I enjoy, I particularly enjoy my own company, but I like. Like like we learned in SEI, life has options, right? Ooh, choose uh, the right ones, right? Or they'll yeah. choose you, man. So I don't, you know, it's difficult when you when you start getting some of your options eliminated. Some people deal with it differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, less choices, mm-hmm. folks. You yeah. Know, yeah. Uh, back to Biden and the the healing from a political standpoint, and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that uh, I think that there. I think from the, a rhetoric standpoint, it's probably gonna probably going to help things right mm-hmm. I, I think that you know with with not as many people just being enraged by his words i mean triggered he's gonna be slurring them anyways but um <laughs> <laughs> sorry sorry that's that's old biden uh, out there but um i i think that from from that standpoint i think it will it will help things i, I don't think that i th- you know it, it's it's hard to say how much it will help yeah. Right, and how how much of that divide will maybe be decreased from just having the rhetoric change? Yeah, how much um, do, how much does gasoline help fire burn less versus water? I, I uh, well, that's kind of quantifiable. I think but, we're. Big <laughs> I mean, but well, maybe yeah, versus that's my point. Being yeah, yeah. somebody consistently pouring gas <laughs> on a, on, on a yeah, okay, yeah. so 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 okay, great. We all agree that attitude reflects leadership, right? Yep. And I think that's what you're getting at exactly. with the how much is somebody willing to pour gasoline on the fire and to get that message across. If he is, if this is what you're getting ready to make your legacy as a president, I think you're on the right track. You know what I mean? As far as the healing of the, the divide and whatnot and what it's going to take. But sure, I you're mean, it's going to have two weeks, to, right? You're going to yeah. have to be the face of that. You know, and and that's what comes with it. You know what I mean? So the good, the bad, and the ugly. But I think at the end of the day, your legacy, your name will will sit um, in a better space with people. Big time. Yeah. Humanity. Yeah. Your name will sit with humanity. A lot know? of people, I mean, you know, when somebody's, like I said, every, every, you're always inundated with negativity. And some people don't know how to turn the channel. Some people don't know how to turn it off, you know? What do you mean? Like watch stuff they shouldn't see? Exactly. You know, recognize that this is a good learn about that? Um, I don't... Did someone ever tell you just that you probably shouldn't watch everything or say... The only reason I say that, my mother said that. I mean, I I think I learned at a young age that, man, it's... Not everything is for you. Exactly. Some scary movies are cool and some... I don't necessarily want to not be able to sleep tonight, so maybe I don't need to watch that one. Wait, Trevor, do you feel the same or is that a cultural thing? 
Well, this is just for the people. This is just for the podcast. From a scary movie standpoint, I mean, I I know that uh, I know that mentally, I feel a lot better when uh-huh. I don't pay attention to okay. what's in the news. Now, from a Christian right? standpoint, from a religion standpoint, a spiritual standpoint. I mean, from a spiritual standpoint, I, from a Christian correct. standpoint, I mean, stay on stay on the right path, right? Uh, focus on the things that that will guide you closer to God, right? Right, and, and whether that be family, whether that be right. you know, see, I might not watch. keeping your hands idle, yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay, so since you bring up the cultural aspects of it, I don't know if you had a point or you you had a thought. No, I, don't, I just I don't, wanted I don't, to just see because it was we was both on the same page, but yeah. for podcasting purposes, I just wanted to. Yeah, throw what out there for for Trevor. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback off that a little bit on the topic of healing since that's what we kind of, we're, we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, culturally, I think that I can only assume I can only walk a mile in my shoes, but uh, culturally, I think that um, the approach to healing is a little bit different. A generationally and B culturally. Yeah. Um, I would say as a black man, healing isn't um, it's not fostered. The actions, the actions necessary for healing is not fostered culturally, especially generationally. As you know, I'm a little older than you guys, but if you go back, you know, there's a lot of cultural mores, unspoken cultural mores that affect us. You know what I mean? And we talk, and this is another reason why I really wanted to get into this topic because the healing, the term healing, is something that, and doing the work and things mm-hmm. of these things that are just circling around, right? So I wanted to kind of investigate what it is. But back to what I was saying in terms of culturally, you know, generationally. There's a lot of skeletons that remain in the Man. closet or that are supposed to be remaining in the closet, whether it be infidelity, you know, love children, yeah. uh, incest, molestation, yeah. Yeah. you know. You Kanye know. had a song about it. It's called Family Business, folks. Right. So, you know, I think that now, um, you know, and then there's also the the a lot of the social construct of how men are supposed to deal with their emotions versus women. Mm-hmm. So um, whether that's healthy, you know, I mean, it's not necessarily healthy, right? Yeah. And now that we have some of these terms that we're identifying and we can talk about these types of things, still, you know, there's still those cultural stigmas about going to get counseling or therapy and things of that nature. So I think, I don't know if you identify with it. I'm fairly certain you being Trevor, and I'm fairly certain you can kind of, based on the fact that you're shaking your head, you can probably identify with where I'm coming from. And no, no culture or race has a monopoly on these issues. Right. But uh, from my perspective, from your standpoint, from mm-hmm. my standpoint, is we we we've seen, and it might be different people, but there might be similar things that mm-hmm. had to get worked on so, or fixed or generational curses that are time. being broken. Big. That's a big, that, that's, that's I a think big that's thing. what you're getting at is yeah. general curses, uh, uh, generational curses being broken. Yeah. Yeah. Very important in yeah. terms of healing. Yeah. You know, recognize first and foremost, recognizing is a yeah. big part of that. You know, And a lot of people don't want to recognize it, but I do think the plus side to that, a lot of the people who feel that way, are a little older, and that mindset is dying off also with the racism mindset of like older white men that may feel a certain way about it. I think a lot of those mindsets are starting to change because younger generations are starting to have these conversations and the dialogue is becoming normal. Yeah, when you say feel that way, you mean entrenched in their own in these these biases that have been that have been passed down. There basically. are some people right now right. who probably feel like they'll never change their thought process on how they feel mm-hmm. about a black man. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. They're dying with that. Gotcha. Yeah. 
what I'm saying is if they run the numbers, probably a lot of that group is above 50. Because yeah. you come from a different time yeah, of course. where that's what you knew. Where that's how you grew up or whatever, now, right? Some and of you might some some got some ex- of you some of you might have evolved out of that. Been baptized, yeah. born again, renewed whatever you want to call it. And you see that and then there are some that were never like that. You know what I mean? Like you, you didn't have yeah, that yeah, you bone weren't born, in your body. You weren't born you into that, that or whatever, right? This because, is crazy. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Finish. Well, I was just if you got say, something to say, yeah. no, no, no. Please I was just going to say, right? Because that prejudice is is not a natural thing, right? It's it's what you grow up with. It's 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 condition. It's a conditioning, right? Yeah. And so as you're growing up, if you're around people that are more open minded and more um, and more accepting morally, of different cultures and, and different races, right? Accepting of the differences that are the human aspect, the human element, right? Then you you end up growing up without any of those biases, right? But then if you're if you're born into a situation where you have a lot of those biases, then it's hard to break that over time, because as you get older, you get you you have more confirmation throughout your life stuck that, in your ways, that that's the way it. to to live, right? And so it's just like so a product you of get, your environment, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and when you get confronted with that. Then you're you're all of a sudden going well. I've lived my entire life thinking that this is true. Except now I'm told man in the mirror things that we're all we're speaking on. That, that uh, comes you know, healing. I, I, my mind went to a totally different place, and I'm um, you know I mean I'm still on topic. But the thing about it is that what it what I said earlier in the episode is the fact that racism is so deeply pervasive, right? That it just touches so it touches every single piece and aspect of existence and on the topic of healing it's like how can you heal that that huge portion identify strongly as a black man yeah. right so how can you deal with the healing of a wound that is constantly being ripped over and over hey, man. you know it's, did i send y'all the video of the 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 older black people that were speaking on the three generations up, the uh possibly but they were talking about what it was like traveling oh, in the yeah, south yeah, yeah. and they would talk about how they would have to travel with all their stuff in a brown paper bag because you wouldn't stop anywhere Mm -hmm. or do anything. And I thought about in today's time, how much stuff from those times have snowballed or trickled down to where even when I get in the car, I take my hat off for a reason. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Less attention. Don't want to be seen. Don't don't even, I don't tint my windows for a reason because now you stick out. Like yeah, a sword. no, no additional you know, reason. So that, that's that, that, people, yeah, yeah. that's so the salt. People, that's the salt say, in the wound absolutely. when we're talking about a manifestation so of healing. So when people and say though, those times we've progressed from those times, you might have progressed from that particular scenario, but the the situation hasn't changed. The scenario is just different. You know, so anyway, I don't. I, I really, I mean, like I said, it's just so deeply pervasive. Yeah. I, that's just too deep a rabbit hole in terms of the racism. Not to, that we don't have to explore that, but um, just to try and kind of steer the conversation. We'll and explore. we know that that's the the yeah. biggest one. We know that that's the heaviest. Yeah, we'll, we'll explore it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the point that I was making in terms of identifying the difference between cultural approaches to healing and so on and so forth is now that we have these different tools available. Right mm-hmm. um, now that there's more social awareness to breaking cultural, you know, uh, what do you call it? Cultural curses or mm-hmm. generational, you know, gener- curses. Gen- generational curses, excuse yeah. me, generational curses. And now that we um, don't have as much pressure to be stoic 
from a man's standpoint and like going and seeking help yeah, is societal yeah pressures. yeah is 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 not uh a threat you don't feel threatened by going to go seek help you know and now mm-hmm. that we have some of some identification of some of these mental health issues that didn't necessarily have a name right i guess we can kind of get into what that looks like have either one of you guys ever um I, and you don't have to answer it this is too personal but either one of you guys have you ever had to have you ever chosen to deal with any type of therapy or counseling on the mental level uh no i can't ever say i've ever had to mm-hmm. would I, you I mean um I take that back. I lied. Come on, my man. mother. <laughs> okay, my mother's probably been my biggest. Uh, I mean, okay, yeah, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. I mean, no, that's that's not professionally yeah. not. Yeah, I was no. gonna say that's different than yeah. than actually going and seeking help from a you know somebody outside of the inner circle. Um, I feel like she knew me best. I have, I have not seen necessarily a counselor or anything like that. I've seen a sports psychologist about mm. some some stuff. Um, but that was more uh, related to, I don't know, you could call them the yips or whatever you want to call it, but um, that was more related to to performance in sport mm-hmm. than, than necessarily, uh, you know, mental health or, mm-hmm. or uh, you know, a self-worth inner feeling, mama. right? Well, I, I don't even remember exactly what it, what it was all about, but it was just, a, it was just an issue I was having with... Uh, I would get sick before oh, matches and yeah. you know night before tournaments and shit like that and and it was just not it was not good for my health and I didn't like it and yeah. uh and I would still show up and perform mm-hmm. you know whatever whatever uh tournament I was at or or match I was at but um it was you know maybe like an anxiety thing or whatever you know prior to competition and stuff like that that um and yeah I mean it was more me putting pressure on myself to yeah. succeed and stuff like that. You know, kind of that motivation aspect. It was all of, in your head. Yeah, and and just uh, mental mentality. Yeah, right. I mean, you know, call back to episode twelve, or 13, <laughs> well, whatever, whatever episode was. that was. <laughs> yeah, the mental mentality. Mental episode. mentality. But uh, you know, call back to that. But I mean, that's the only uh, I would say psychologist or or. Uh, Counselor. So, would you be hesitant style. if you know, heaven forbid? But if you were in a position to need need it, would you be hesitant, reticent? What's your philosophy, or what's your what are your feelings on? I that? would be open to it because I have a few people that are in that field that I could reach out to okay. personally to feel mm-hmm. comfortable about. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. I I mean, from a from a pressure standpoint, like a societal pressure standpoint, I don't feel like I feel any pressure. Yeah. Yeah. No, anyone, no pressure from anyone to say, don't go and do that. But right? you're also a self fixer. I am definitely a, you know, a, a bootstrap kind of person. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Um, absolutely what are you, I am. Um, well, are you, are you a blend? Have you uh, ever, have you ever been to a counselor? Not that I can recall. No, I, I probably could have. I mean, I've, you know, I, I'm not. I'm certainly not opposed to it. I'm certainly not opposed to it. Sometimes you're a little bit too close to yourself to see certain issues, mm-hmm. and I'm aware of that. Um, I also think that I'm fairly introspective. I, I also, say have, you're a self fixer to it. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm certainly. I think we all know, are. Yeah. Um. You know, I've. I, I don't know. I've been through some definitely. I've definitely been some ad- adversity in my life. Yeah. Um. I think that the, what I've come through is evidence of what I can go through. Yeah. So I reflect on that. If that makes sense, I reflect on what I've come through yeah. and the purpose in that. And that's a bar, well, you know. So <laughs> I think that that's more or less kind of where I 
draws strength, you know, um, not, and it's not internal. I do believe in a higher power, you know, so, um, but, uh, I, I, you know, I'm not opposed. I, by no means am I, would I be opposed to, um, I think about it more, more or less like relationships, you know, mm-hmm. things that are more so out of my control. You know what I mean? When some, when there's a, a failure to communicate with somebody or things like that, I could see more of that being a benefit to me than on a personal level. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I don't want to be in a position. I don't really want to invite any type of turmoil into my life that is bigger than me or that I need to, but I feel for, feel blessed to wake up with my mental faculties mm-hmm. uh, in alignment for the most part daily. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I do have an understanding that there is going to be some uh, adversity that we're going to have to face in life. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you also adapt um, and overcome, adapt and overcome. But, uh, I've noticed just in, in, you know, the, what, 10 years now that we've, that we've been, uh, we've been friends. You old, man. Uh, you getting old. <laughs> if I'm, get, if Im getting old, motherfucker. <laughs> uh-huh. These are subtle jabs. Right. Um, just subtle jabs. Right. No, but I have noticed that, uh, that you are willing to evaluate yourself. Um, yeah. and, and you are not so prideful that, uh, you can't, um, adjust things about yourself that might, you know, move you in a positive direction. Um, I have noticed, I have noticed, I, I can't necessarily recall an exact moment, mm-hmm. but I have noticed those, you know, that, that evolution well, like in, said, in our friendship and, and who you are as a, as a person over time. Thank you for that. But yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, I do have a big ego and I'm only human. So we, as we all are, so, like, yeah. you know, it's like, like you yeah. said, like I said, man, sometimes you're just a little bit too close. Yeah. You're inside. It's hard to, it's hard to see the whole lay of the land. It's always good to get an unbiased yeah, uh, man, opinion you know, and well, thought. And we're still men in a society that expects toughness and you know and yeah a, but i'm starting a to resolution resolute i don't like attitude. to make mistakes shit yeah. i mean i'm gonna just put it out there i don't i mean but i'm aware yeah. that i'm going to i think there is a uh, population of men that are starting to learn you're gonna have to open up and not necessarily trust but have some type of understanding with other men or other aspects that are going to help those are leaders, though. Uh, you know what I mean? The people who take the strength and recognizing their own, their strength and recognizing well, your own weakness. what is a leader to you? Because I've been thinking about, that's funny that you mentioned Ooh, the word leader, because I know that's a whole other topic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, episode is 14, a, yeah. what is a just leader? Just stamp it. But right. I, yeah, me personally, my definition of a leader, I think, is just someone who they're not looking behind them to see who's following her. Mm-hmm who's watching or who's paying attention. Mm-hmm. They focused on the task at hand. Uh, and obviously I can take that and run with it even more, furthermore, but I feel like the person that's not doing things for looks or for cloud or for anything of like that, those are your leaders that you, the ones that are doing it that are under the radar. They're, they're doing this out of the kindness and goodness of their heart. Mm-hmm. You know, like because don't it need, let, because it needs to be done. That don't let ego get in front of the the goal. That's but what if that is say, ego? What if that pride is ego? goes? What is it? I mean, pride goes before a fall, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But what if that's somebody's pride or ego to want to do well or do ego good? is healthy? I think. I, I, I mean, yeah, I, there's a good dose. Everything of, is balanced. Uh, right? Yeah, about balance. balance right? I think that's what leaders yeah. figure out how to do. They turn that slider up of doing well and doing positive and not doing it for other things. They're doing it for them. Mm-hmm. They make it makes them feel better. Yeah, yeah, and 
not to get too far off, but yeah, you know, I mean, we're we're kind of getting into the weeds when it comes back to, to healing. healing. Yeah. When it comes to healing, but uh, but you need just leaders having a conversation to heal. No, no, still, right? yeah, not yeah. to get too far off, but you need leaders to heal. We the, were actually the, the talking about is, Biden and all of that. That's the, yeah. the point being is in society breaking those society norms, right? Mm-hmm. If somebody says, "Look, I this is my experience. This is my testimony." This is something that I could be ashamed of or this is something that I could use to let somebody else know that this is that they can grow from this. Right. right? That's what I mean when I speak to the leadership aspect of it. Testimony. As it pertains to healing, you know. No, of course. You know, so, you know, somebody who's willing to say, you know, hey, man, I'm having some hard times right now. And I need some help from yeah. my community, from yeah. whomever, to lift me up. I think that there's leadership in that because Absolutely. you're being an example of something that is not necessarily regarded as, you know, whatever. You think there's some vulnerability in leadership? Vulnerability. Yeah. Vulnerability. That's, that's I mean, a that's word. a key word, uh, especially for for. Uh, you're exposed man. if you're being a leader. You're 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 being you're vulnerable. Out there, you're out times. there on an the island. So, and especially for men, I mean, uh, being vulnerable as a man is, uh, you know, it's a it's a weird two-way street when it comes to... Well, you're um, fighting that with other men, like you said, and then you're fighting it with women exactly, against... Exactly, exactly. That. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's a, a whole other episode. Right. <laughs> episode yeah, man, because it's like, man, a lot, of, a lot of ladies say that they want this, but are they creating the safe spaces for this to happen, right? Exactly. Because yeah, yeah. they want you emotionally available, but also the fucking, you know, the, the rock... Through any storm, I don't know if they, whether they do some, or they don't, it's like how yeah. are you? When I when I when I expose my under the underbelly of my emotions, how are you regarding it? How are you handling yeah, it? Yeah, you're going to use that. And then how do you throw that back? You know, or how do you use that against me? Like you was just getting ready to say, yeah. you know, are you going to use that? You know, to hurt me, hurt and my how does feelings, that, and, and and even if you don't use it against me, how does it affect your say sensibilities? Because you're pro, you're programmed by the same things that program my You right. know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. as your probably. Subconsciously, are you now looking at because I'm sitting here crying in your lap? Are you looking at me like I'm less of a man? Yeah, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yep. I don't know if that's a. I mean, I don't. I don't care about all that. But well, I mean, I guess back in the day in the movies, it looked like you know if you was crying in a in a scene. Obviously, the, the people would think a certain way, but now in society, it's... I'm thinking about Cuba Gooden Jr. <laughs> Cuba Gooden Jr. crying in you front of me alone. We already know what happened yeah. in the next scene. So. Yeah, man. That's <laughs> yeah. Um, what a topic. Yeah. But yeah. So, I don't know, man. There's a lot of different aspects, but uh, let's talk about it. You, you touched on this, too, right? Now that there is all of this information out there and these tools and there's kind of a uh, transition in society about the availability of, um, you know, being emotional and dealing with your emotions. What uh, aspects of it are our responsibility in terms of doing the work? There's also such a thing as like, you know, there's some microwave methods to healing mm-hmm. out there, you know, where people can go get a pill before it's kind of like, you know, you might want to do a sit up before you go get the lap band surgery, you know, try that out first. Yeah. So there's an aspect of it. And again, I don't want to disrespect or be disrespect, you know what I mean? Or dismiss anybody's experience because I don't, these are inquisitive questions. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, when is it appropriate to go get that pill to help balance you out versus maybe you might just need to do quote unquote air quotes, the work a little bit. I guess it comes down to who decides if it's what is appropriate and whatnot. I, I feel like anybody's struggling or if they they can't do it for self. Maybe they shouldn't have all of the decision making in what might be best for them. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Well, if you mentally can't get through it on your own, maybe you need a team of people who might see a collective 
interest. That's where that counseling comes in because you can't really go prescribe yourself your own yeah. narcotics, yeah. right? Yeah, you know. I, I think if uh, if you can put all of your pride aside and still determine that it, you don't need that pill, mm-hmm. then I think that that means you still have work to do on yourself before you necessarily need that outside force, right? Um, but I think if when you put your own ego aside and your own pride aside or even your own prejudice aside about, you know, those pills, like when I think about medicine, I just, I'm fairly anti-medicine. I would rather, you know, change my diet or do things to improve my health in a separate way other than just trying to take a pill. But, um, but when I think about, uh, when I think about mental health and taking, I don't even know what they're called, but uh, beta blockers or whatever mm-hmm. it is, and and taking you know anti anxiety or or anti depression pills or whatever. Um, I think about I would have to resort to um, putting my pride aside and still you know lay down and say, okay, I need help. And if I if I feel that way, then then yeah, I would absolutely be willing to. Man, you're just dropping everything tonight. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, you know, and I would just feel comfortable to go forward with either trying to get that help that's needed, right, through a counselor or anything uh, yeah. like that, or that pill. I don't want to speak out of order. Like I said, I'm not well informed about you know the process. You know, as a psychologist, what it would what. Are the, the um, process? Yeah, for for a psychologist to realize, okay, this is what you need. Obviously, hormones make a, are, you know, I mean, I, I believe yeah. in metaphysics, right? Yeah. So it, it changes you know I mean? from your biology, to women. your chemistry, all of that, all those factors. Depression is absolutely real. Yes, you know what I mean. Oh, yes. I believe yes. Yes. depression Indeed. is absolutely Would never real. Say it's not. You know, so um, something that needs healing. You know, in, my and that's and I want to make sure I'm clear. Like I said. That is not the point that I'm making. I'm just saying how much of it is your responsibility before you, you know, do you before you give someone else the responsibility? That's my word. Yeah. What steps are you taking? What story, you know? Yeah. What uh, what options are you? What are you willing to exhaust? It's, I mean, it's you, you have to. I think some people's options or the list of options is shorter mm-hmm. than others, and I think that ultimately ultimately comes down to mental fortitude. Yeah, uh, you know, well, I don't know. I don't necessarily. I mean, yes and no, though. I don't necessarily think that if you can't you, discern you, for self, that's a mental. That's not a mental fortitude. There's some of the strongest people have the the heart the the hardest mental ill uh, mental. Oh, I, I, okay, you I, dig what I'm saying? I get, I get that. I get that from that standpoint. I'm just saying. I, I feel like a lot of the people, they just an excuse is better than facing. Well, that's accountability. Yeah, accountability, and um, it's it's that instant gratification, right? Microwave it's, healing. It's some people, that's, and yeah, so that's what yeah. I'm trying to figure out. How some we, people, some people don't want to. If well, you got to thaw the shit out first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, is some people will put in the work. They'll be happy to put in the work. But what but if they don't see it? Like, if they don't see it work immediately, yeah, then they go, okay, listen, no, I, I definitely need. You it can though. you can change all the aesthetics of your life. Everything, mm-hmm. the curtains. The clothes, the shit you eat, what you listen to. But if you don't change internally, if you don't change your thought process, your habits, your mindset, your outlook, the filters that might be blocking you from seeing a clear vision or whatever said goal is, how are you going to progress in a manner that... I mean, some people just don't want to get rid of the cancer. 
Let, let, let's put that in perspective as well, right? Because sometimes well, the answer, they see that everybody some, making money off of the cancer some, right now. Sometimes people know. I know exactly what the problem is, but I don't want to do without that problem. I'd rather dance with the devil. That's I know, called right? Not acknowledging. Well, I mean, you acknowledge you just cool it, with where it's at. It, it, might be a, it might be a relationship. It might be a job. Yeah, yeah. It might, you know what I mean. It, it could be anything. Where it's like, it might be the drugs. Yeah. It might, and if you like, I know the answer to my problems is to get away from this. But yeah. for whatever reason. You know what I mean? You maybe it's just fear or yeah. whatever. You know, whatever your motivation or whatever is, whatever that tie that bind it that binds is. Fear might supersede the the motivation and to feel better. Yeah, I mean, you know, I guess that's you. You got to go. You got to go to rock bottom or you know whatever. I mean, is there a point below rock bottom, or is that just no longer existing yeah. or living? You know, I don't know, man. I've been in different. I've been in that stage in life where it's like you know, you know people I mean? just zombies in the world they just out here lost in the sauce and you know a lot of it is mental but you also know a lot of it is like you've been out here long enough literal yeah you you you've been out here long enough mm-hmm. that, that's I've, I've watched that over the years and you can just see the the progression in that mm-hmm. i mean sometimes that's that societal bias right i mean that there's some people that grow up in a in an atmosphere that that rewards, you know, uh, giving into some of those uh, urges, yeah. right? Uh, of sticking with well, whatever circumstances and product of environment. Right. Circum- yeah. You just touched. You said a big thing, though. Circumstances. I mean, because what if you know you? What if you are in a cancerous environment, but you don't have the you don't have the, the wherewithal um, or yeah, you don't have the resources to get yeah. out of that environment. That's a man. That's a you whole other. You have the you have the the heart. Mm-hmm. And the will to do it, but you don't have the means. You know, it's no different That's than tough. it's it's no different than the, the 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 high school basketball player who who got the potential to go to college, but he he don't got enough money to get hoop shoes. Yeah, that's tough. So mm-hmm. you got to get the 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 hustler pimp gang member to front you. And if you in that life now, you might mess up your whole chances of going to college. Yeah. They got movies on it, but not to get yeah. too far off. But man, this is a this is I'm, this is quite a complex concept. Well, thank you for this. Go ahead. No, I mean, yeah, it, it is, man. I was just now I'm thinking about um you crystallizing. I mean, I'm, I'm you know, I'm just thinking about what we were talking about. I'm thinking about what you said at the beginning of the episode about Benny Hinn, you know. So then, you know, let's talk about some of the different things that some of some alternative options, right? We, you uh-huh. know, some things that are out there. Have either have either of you guys ever done anything like um, acupuncture or, you know, I don't know what you guys' particular practices are. So I don't want to be presumptuous, but, you know, whether it be hot yoga or, um, you know, uh, cupping. That's interesting. Do you guys, has, has, have either one of you guys cupping. done cupping? No, I've, I've seen some people do it. But I've had cupping, cupping done. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what words you uh, say, nice but, I don't, like, but uh, <laughs> I don't like it at all. I have had <laughs> cupping done. Yes. Um, I, I Tell have, me what uh, that was like. I didn't really feel anything. No. And no, I, I, I didn't see a huge difference. Um, uh, I would say I... I enjoyed yoga, mm-hmm. uh, but I didn't enjoy yoga for more of the spiritual or mental aspect. I, I thought that um, the the mm. daily practice of of flexibility and and training my muscles to and ligaments to be flexible, I thought was um, what I got out of yoga, uh, as opposed to 
uh, as opposed to anything necessarily mentally. Um, but I kind of used, I don't know, I, I went to yoga quite a bit after um, wrestling practices and college and stuff like that to, to continue my, it's a gross concept to it, but to keep my sweat going, um, to, mm-hmm. to continue um, losing a little bit of weight mm-hmm. because we would have to cut weight all the time. So, um, so I used that, I used it as a means to get some weight off, but I also use it as a means to stay flexible and, um, it's be, kind of a win-win. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, it was great and I, I enjoyed it a lot and I, I use it now. Um, I mean, I've stuck with yoga. I don't use yoga from a, uh, from a mental standpoint, mm-hmm. but I do see it's merits. Yeah. I do see its merits from a mental standpoint. Well, you and I have talked a lot about meditation, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So the so meditative value. Definitely. I don't use yoga as a meditative thing, right? But I do meditate. Mm-hmm. Amber and I will do that every once in a while. We'll sure. do that at night um, to to help us fall asleep and stuff like that. To try to to try to just create habits to forget or not forget, but to eliminate some of the you know day-to-day stresses that we have mm-hmm. and that stressors. we know will be there tomorrow yeah those but stressors we don't have to come, we're going gotta, to bed we yeah. do not have to focus on that until tomorrow and so um you know different meditative practices and stuff like that helps. tai chi things of that nature yeah i've never done tai chi Nor or have anything I. like that but um um yeah okay so um you talked about will you look something up for me uh, uh reiki healing uh-huh. i know i have a little bit of what it is as i understand it it's uh, ancient practice of transferring energy through your hands like calling on the energy from the universe and transferring it through your hands is that kind of like tai chi uh, you know I, I don't i don't know i don't want to sound i don't want to speak okay. on something that i'm really not very well versed on it's just that it's something i've heard a lot about reiki yeah. healing it's something that i've heard a term that i hear a lot lately and i you know i kind of asked about it but uh once you look it up, you know, I'll let you read what the clinical definition of it is or whatever the case may be. But as I understand it, I'm just trying to make the correlation between culturally healing from a cultural standpoint, from yeah. a spiritual standpoint, um, because you touched on like faith-based healing, what we were joking about earlier in terms of like the laying of hands and, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know how much of a distinction there Are you is. ready? Be- Please. He kind of pretty much hit it on the head with his definition so he's an insightful person with really knowing he's an insightful person <laughs> hey man are you an alien I know I asked Trevor aren't we all yeah you asked me trying to figure out out. everybody's alien to somebody right I know. one of these days some, one of somebody gonna admit it but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's for the fans to find out right. uh, Reiki is a form of alternative therapy uh, commonly referred to as energy healing it emerged in Japan in the late 1800s and is said to involve the transfer of universal energy from the practitioner's palms mm-hmm. to their patient. Period. Interesting. Okay. How much credence do you give something like that? Well, it sounds like it's worked for some people over time. Uh, I mean, if it's years and years ancient. I, I, if there's one thing I won't go against, it is time. Huh. Mm. Okay. I, I, I like, uh, I have a, a little bit of a philosophy, philosophy throughout my life that, um, I, I think if something, 
if something uh, improves your outlook about a situation, <laughs> I think that uh, I think that there is a there are merits to it. Then mm-hmm. is that right? clarity from you know? No, unless that's it's, just go ahead. Unless think? it's detracting from your life, right? Uh, like okay, heroin, mm-hmm. right? You know, in, yeah. injecting heroin could maybe increase your outlook on something. Yeah, short but term. That's that's destroying your body or whatever, right? But but if there's something that is not detrimental to your health or not detrimental to your life, mm-hmm. but but helps increase your positivity towards an outcome or, or your positivity about how to overcome a stress. Is that your, how, your I think that's, outlook? I, I think that there are merits to that. I think that that's a positive thing. Well, I have a question. Okay, so yeah. I have a question about that, right? Okay, so in the, in the same vein, like we know that there's a lot of people who... Um, Healing stones, right? Mm-hmm. You know, whether it be crystals or, you know what I mean, you put your crystals in your water or you clearing your chakras or even something. Like I said, let's not, let's, it's, let's, it's not specific to anything because I think the answer, I think Feng I, shui. yeah, I think I know what the answer is in my mind. It's formulating in my mind as I, as, as I'm asking the question. Mm-hmm. But um, speaking to what you're saying, whether it be burning sage, you know, how much of these things, shout out to Kyrie, <laughs> how many of these things, how much of this is placebo, right? The question being placebo, and placebo meaning like yep. mentally what your belief is in terms of like you were saying how you feel about it, right? Mm-hmm. If I put a rock in my pocket and whether, and I'm not saying that it doesn't have healing practice, we are minerals, right? So, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not dismissing its merits, but if you put that rock in your pocket and you feel like you feel good, then is it, is it, it well, I mean, the result is nevertheless, we've arrived at the same spot, right? You feel better. So I think that that's what you're kind of touching on in terms yeah. of that. I mean, I, for those who don't know, we, we've all worked in bars, right? And you know that when somebody gets cut off and then they're, how is this person exponentially drunker since we cut them off? Well, because <laughs> they've drank three shots of water thinking that they drank alcohol and now they're, you know, drunk off the water. Yeah. So just expanded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. I don't like I said, I don't want to insult anybody in terms of that. But like I said, if it, we're going to do an equal hand on it, if, if, if somebody can say, well, from a Reiki standpoint, I can call energy from the universe and heal you. And then you can go to a Christian church and somebody can say, from this spirit, you are healed. And somebody can put a rock in their sock and this, you know what I mean? And then somebody else could buy a copper band and put it around mm-hmm. a tendon, you know? Yeah. yeah. Is it working? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, so yeah. funny. I guess yeah. the proof is in the pudding, right? Uh, it's funny because uh, you, you mentioned Benny Hinn and uh, here, here I go. Uh, first thing that pops up is uh, welcome to Benny Hinn Ministries official website. Uh, the ministry is the global evangelistic ministry of Pastor Benny Hinn, whose mission is to take gospel of Jesus to the world by all possible means. Mm. So he might hit you with a nice $2,000 suit jacket. Yeah, the Gucci suit. To give you that healing. Yeah. I don't know. It's an interesting topic, man. I, I got... I got might be one and a half more questions. I got one and a half more questions that I'm going to run and then we're going to get out of yeah, this. But I mean, let's, let's, we're not going to solve this. Excellent. <laughs> um, right. Um, question is, how important is forgiveness to healing? Oh, I think it's very big. Yeah. I think, it, I think forgiveness is really big. Uh, not forgetting is big as well. Mm-hmm. But forgiveness is definitely something that I think is big for the person individually. 
more so than it is for whatever it is they're trying to forgive or who they're trying to forgive. Because it really only brings peace of mind to you. Yeah. Yeah, forgiveness doesn't solve a problem. Yeah. I mean, it it, 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 sol- it might solve a problem for the person that, it, forgiveness that is was mental. hurt. Right? It, forgiveness it might, might be solve spiritual. a problem. But, or spiritual, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It could be both. I'm just saying, yeah. It's definitely, yeah. Yeah, it might solve a problem for the person that is that is hurt from a standpoint of the things um, unseen. Forgiving that person that did wrong, but it might it doesn't change anything from a from a physical standpoint of what actually happened, you know, mm-hmm. what took place. So, um, yeah, and forgiveness is not restitution, and so um, you know it it can help it can help you mentally, which mm-hmm. is great. Mm-hmm. I think that um, you know, I think that the mental in certain situations, right? The mental, the mental health aspect is half of the battle, but you know, it doesn't always just fix the problem. You don't well, just, it just kind of talks, but it goes back to what we were talking about in terms of those proverbial cancers, right? Yeah. So and it can be that around, catalyst. Yeah. If you're yeah. walking around carrying, you know what I mean? Harboring anger mm-hmm. about an issue or somebody who's wronged you. Yeah. It's not going to make that go away, but it might change your path and your behavior and how much, yeah. it, how much it costs you. Right. Yeah. It could be it could be something that costs you something and you can make it you could make it cost you so much more. Right. It could, yeah. It, it can cost you peace yeah. of mind. Now it's costing you peace of mind, time, money, it could sleep, cost you your freedom, freedom, your job, mm-hmm. your life, your love, all of that. OK. So the flip side or one point two of that question is um, in terms of your healing, how much is making amends? a part of your healing. So if you're carrying around a bunch of guilt about something mm-hmm. and actually going and being able to make amends for an action or something like that, how important is that in terms of healing? I think me personally, um, I guess some of that can vary on how big the thing is or if it's even worth making amends to. Obviously, I feel like there's some things some people ain't going to want to make amends to. Mm-hmm. or uh, Spill milk. Spill belt, man. water under a bridge, or uh, let's just agree to go our separate ways, or whatever mm-hmm. that might be. Um, but I do think that's one of the twelve steps in this twelve step program, though. Yeah, making amends, but that's for. I think it's situational. Yeah, it definitely is it's situational. Is what yeah, I was trying to absolutely. get at. I feel like it's situational um, because depending on who it is and what it's about, you might put a little bit more energy into it versus something. If you don't know this person and you'll never see them again, you might kind of let that just be. Yeah. So that's that's kind of my my take on the amends. I mean, right on, man. Well, yeah. I don't like I said. I think there's a lot of different aspects of this conversation that we yeah. could be having. You know, we didn't even really talk about physical healing, hyperbolic chambers, and things of that nature. But well, it sounds like healing part two. Yeah, we'll run it back anyway. Let's take a quick break. Cool. Yeah, let's do it. And we are back. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was a that was a good conversation about some. some Thank healing. you, Ryan. Yeah, no doubt, man. Yeah, Thank you all. Thank both that. of you. Double R, righteous. Um, man, I think we can. Let's go. And let's, what's on your mind? Quick, anything quick before we get out of here? Uh, we want to say rest in peace to uh, Cicely Tyson. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yep. She was ninety six. Yep, ninety six. Uh, seen a lot. She's seen a lot. Very distinguished. Yeah. 
think. That's yeah, what were some uh, what were some notable notable movies? She was Kunta Kinte's mother in Roots and yep. uh, uh, Jane Pittman, The Diary of Jane Pittman. Okay. okay. Uh, uh, who? What, what did she play in um, Hoodlum? That was a cold blooded movie. Yeah. With Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. Mm. Oh, she her birthday Larry. was was right here too, January or not her birthday, uh, December nineteenth. Yeah, oh, okay. she was so just she released. Just she had just released a memoir, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, she. Yeah, I'm just a yeah, killer. Yeah, I'm. Uh, she's been in a lot. The help. She's been in. Uh, How old was she? Ninety six. Uh, I mean, that's Miss a long Jane life. Pittman. That's a, that's a blessed, blessed, blessed long Jane life. Pittman. I mean, that's yeah, yeah, some that's Tyler Perry movies. Mm-hmm. I know some people who she was in Tyler Perry's. She said Hulum came out ninety seven. She's did. She's done Broadway, Busting Loose, great movie. Idle Wild. Thank you for your thank you for your body contributions. Yeah, thank you for your changed the game uh, for for not only uh, black people and black women, yep. but for for people of all because your your legacy will never be forgotten. John John John, John Chaney, Chaney. Uh, Temple's. Uh, Basketball coach, I think he had like forty some years in coaching. Um, another pillar. Um, he was retired. Or he's been retired. Yeah, he's been retired. But you got time in coaching, and you've. He was in his eighties. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Rest he, in peace. He's, he's definitely um, been a father to a lot of men and, and, and molded some men. You know that have mm-hmm. gone on to be. Yeah, I mean, how great. many lives have you touched in that? You know, being a coach, yeah. you 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 are you are fathers to to some men who didn't have fathers so that's a that's a big staple and I don't want that to to go unnoticed he was know? a trailblazer man you know what I mean obviously and he never he was a he was a real proponent of a lot of like racial issues as well yeah and mm-hmm. and, and at different times so yeah. yeah man rest in peace hall of fame too yeah. hall of fame yeah coach. I mean of course I mean yeah. somebody that puts that much time in and and is able to, to seventeen tournament cons- appearances. He was yeah. in, and he was in that era with the Bobby Knights and yeah. uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, the Calipari. Bal- yeah, been and around the Galvanos and yeah. I mean, Temple's coach from '82 until he retired yeah. in 2006. So, yeah. uh, you know, and and a a great record. Uh, just looking at his Wikipedia page, it looks like 740 wins and 312 losses. So they described him as. Uh, Eternally fiery and relentlessly competitive. Wow, was the definition of toughness. That he 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 was the definition of toughness. I like it. It's called butter. Relentlessly man. competitive is uh, is kind of a theme when it comes to college basketball coaches. <laughs> I mean, when you think about Bobby Knight, uh, yeah. when you think about uh, Balbano, some, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Some uh, Jim Balbano, the winningest uh, coaches. When you think about Gino Oriema, mm-hmm. when you think about. Uh, you know some of these, some of these just extremely, you know, Mike Shishovsky mm-hmm. and and Roy Williams and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're you know uh, the in the absolute competitive nature of of wanting to win constantly and trying to live your life, uh, taking steps at all times to like the man said, you play the game to win. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. No, that's mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's Cloris Leachman. Yeah. Also, rest in peace, Cloris Leachman. Yep. Yeah. We got some uh, positive affirmations or things we want to kind of get into in this on a. I mean, let's just in the, let's, 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 let's like I said, let's let these people go. I'm sure everybody got a life to live. They, yeah. they don't want to sit around and listen to us forever. <laughs> okay. Well, I got one. Do you got one? I'll read one. You I, read one. I have the same one basically every episode. But Everyone has embraced that. Lace us up, man. Go ahead and tell us. Right, let's end it with this. Uh, attitude is a choice. Happiness is a choice. 
Uh, optimism is a choice. Kindness is a choice. Giving is a choice. Respect is a choice. Whatever choice you make makes you choose wisely. Hmm. Yeah, that's great. I'm gonna say um, I'm gonna I'm gonna quote Amanda Gorman from the inaugural poem, and she said, uh, "There's growth in, growth in grieving, and there's hope in hurting." So remember, time heals all wounds. Just keep on keep on pushing. Hey, keep rising <laughs> to the top. Good shot. Take it easy, y'all.